0: These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Set improv, riffing, college, sketches, characters, and interviews. and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now
1: these are the funniest people you know. Now these
2: are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the
3: funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know radio show and podcast. We're still on vacation this week. But, you know, it's important to us that our listeners don't miss their weekly dose of comedy. So we're bringing you the best of the funny people with some of the funniest moments from the past 100 episodes. Joining me today is our new co-host, Abigail Williams. What's going on, Abigail? Not a lot, George. Just living the dream. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts, Abigail? I do. I'm a huge audio
1: book podcast fan in general.
3: Me too. I always have earbuds in and I'm playing some show or some book at all times. I can't go grocery shopping without a podcast in my ear.
1: Right. I go running to audiobooks. (laughs) Like, What music are you listening to? I'm like, music? I'm listening to a book or a murder mystery podcast. Those are usually my favorite. I don't really know. Yeah.
3: I have to run to the gayest pop music ever. Britney Spears, Madonna, Diane Summer, that stuff is what I like to run to.
1: Well, I want you to know that you're not alone in your love for Madonna. My husband, (laughs) Kevin, adores Madonna. That's That's probably one of the biggest surprises to me in our marriage is how much he loves Madonna and Cher. (laughs) There's a lot that surprises me 10 years in, so.
3: (laughs) He might be the only straight man I know that likes Madonna and Cher.
1: Oh, man. Not just likes, loves.
3: Oh, that's awesome. We'll have to discuss that. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> As a fellow podcast addict, you'll know this, that one thing most shows do that we're doing is they don't really give a F if you miss an episode. You go to download your favorite podcast and there's just not one there. And I hate that. Yeah. I can't let our listeners have those moments. So we have made sure to have some new episode every week, whether we're actually there or just doing a bit of a clip show.
1: We're like the post office of podcasts. Rain or shine, it's coming in hot. (laughs) It might end soon, but we're doing our best.
3: (laughs) We need to put that on our advertising.
1: (laughs) Am I still getting mail tomorrow?
3: Apparently so. You're just not going to get your ballot.
1: Okay, cool. What I expected. Got it. Great.
3: Abigail, we used to always kick off the show with one of my favorite segments, and that was TJ's List.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: We just told TJ the assignment was write a list, no other instruction. And that stressed him out to the point where we kind of had to stop doing them. But I always thought they were really, really funny.
1: Oh, me too. His lists are some of my favorite things that used to happen on the show.
3: (laughs) One of my favorite lists was a list of bad gift ideas for Valentine's Day. I love this list.
2: The worst gifts to give your Valentine this Valentine's Day... First off, a weight scale, a gym membership, or makeup. Are you stupid? (laughs) Second is a houseplant. A relationship is enough maintenance, and now you have an extra thing to take care of. Next. (laughs) The movie Gaudy with John Travolta on TV. (laughs) It is truly terrible. A gift card, unless it's Starbucks or Amazon. A Hallmark card, unless it comes with a gift. You also don't want to give them diarrhea. A coupon book. You're not 12. Household clean products. One time, my dad gave my mom a vacuum cleaner the second year in a row. It wasn't pretty. It sucked out the passion. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> a vacuum. It could easily be debated. Alcohol, unless it's champagne, and there's a diamond ring in it. Candy, unless it's a box of chocolates, and there's a diamond ring inside. Or a stuffed animal, unless it's a cute, adorable bear with a diamond ring inside. <laughs> a snake, a tarantula, or a framed picture of yourself, which I'll go without explaining. A twist. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's cushioned or a bidet because those things are awesome <laughs> and it's yeah. so nice Yeah, it's such a weird Valentine to give to on someone <laughs> a cushioned toilet seat is like the best thing have you ever had one I've been to a grandmother's house that's why they have them because they're smart and wise Anything you should be purchasing together, like a dog, a car, or a house, or a child. You should be purchasing <laughs> just
3: children, just yeah.
2: putting that out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like a you can purchase a child that way.
3: Well, I will pay for it if you give Lily a toilet seat. For <laughs> Valentine's,
0: Day please, and video it. I would actually enjoy a bidet. Yeah, none kind of my business. Those feel nice.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, I'd always wanted to try a bidet, and I didn't in Europe just because the occasion never happened. The first time I tried, a <laughs> bidet. Use the is that ever Europe?
4: appropriate occasion?
0: <laughs> Every summer for the last several years, I'd been a river hippie where I go guide whitewater boats on the Nantahala, mm-hmm. and it was in the outhouse that we share where I first tried a bidet because one of the hippies in. Installed one and i didn't know about it and so you sit down and it was a nice shot of cold mountain stream water that night
2: (laughs) you'll never go to the bathroom the same way again man not not today i don't like surprises keep
3: it the water has to be
2: warm my (laughs) thoughts at this point i disagree with alcohol
3: i think alcohol without diamonds is a good gift and actually i think putting diamonds in the alcohol
2: is a choking
4: hazard no (laughs) i was (laughs) concerned about that i'm so glad you mentioned that people do it
2: and they propose, and they pour in the glass. And rain? there's also
4: so many stories that follow that scenario where they have choked on the diamond uh, ring. Well, that's yeah. how it
0: becomes a blood diamond. <laughs> exactly, that's the source.
4: the <laughs> bidet.
1: Of course, now that would be like the most coveted gift.
3: <laughs> what would you do if Kevin got you a bidet for Valentine's Day?
1: I think I would be mostly shocked that he knew what a bidet was. Did you know what you got me? You know, this isn't a water fountain, right? I got you a new water filter for the fridge, babe. I would be pretty shocked. I will say that if Kevin got me a scale, I would not cringe because we both kind of like Stuff like that, but we don't like spending money on it. So that would be a good mm-hmm. excuse to buy something like that. I do disagree with TJ on the alcohol. Alcohol without a ring is completely acceptable. to me.
3: Perfectly <laughs> acceptable.
1: Any alcohol of any kind, I don't care if there's a ring or not. I'm not saying no to it. That's
4: all I'm going to say.
3: Bottle of bourbon, good gift for me.
1: If you got me a six-pack of beer, I would have been happy. <laughs> but you get me some bourbon and you just know that you're in my... uh I was going to say Love Shack forever. <laughs> I, don't,
3: I, don't, I don't think I should be Love that's not Shack. true. That's only true
1: for Kevin. You know, whatever. Actually, there has been a national shortage of people buying champagne during the pandemic.
3: No, I didn't know this.
1: Yes, I read a news article about this. And I guess it's because people don't feel the need to celebrate right now. Or maybe they're just drinking the hard stuff to make it through the day. I don't know.
3: Not me. I've been doing the opposite. I've had more sparkling wine these last few months. It's like, just celebrate that it's Tuesday.
1: You know what today is? It's, uh, I don't know. And what time is it? Who cares? I'm going to have this
3: sparkling wine. (laughs) What better reason to drink than because you don't have to leave the house?
1: I actually saw a lot of people talking online about how hard it was not to day drink, especially when Georgia was quarantined, Mm -hmm. because people weren't going anywhere and they'd be like, wow, it's Tuesday. I think I might need to slow down. I just (laughs) don't know. (laughs) It's a real thing. So I guess maybe if TJ had known what was coming, he wouldn't have put that on the list.
3: I almost never agree with TJ's lists, to be fair. I just like them. Maybe we'll have to visit his list of Muppets in a future, Best Of, because it made me angry. Ooh, I was- didn't
1: hear that one.
3: One thing you'll quickly learn about us is that we all love musicals.
1: Then I am in good company because me too.
3: Will was a musical theater major. Alexandria has performed in them. TJ and I are both gay. <laughs> <been a> big-
1: <laughs> That's
3: the same yeah. as getting
1: your BA in musical uh, theater,
3: right? <laughs> We didn't have to get them because, you know, we're gay.
1: Oh, my gosh. I actually minored in musical theater.
3: Awesome. So you're in great company. Oh, yeah. When Will came across a revival of Hair featuring all bald people, we were inspired to come up with our own twists to classic shows. Okay.
0: I was talking to Lily about some of the plays and new works that she'd worked on because she's an actress that went to NYU.
4: Mm. Oh, nice.
0: And she was telling me about this revival they did of the musical Hair except the entire cast was bald. Uh, (laughs) That is so funny. Isn't that so college theater? It misses the whole point of hair. The hair was not just about, oh, look, they all have hair. It was about rebelling against society, this uptight, overly conservative society. It got me thinking, what other crazy pitches could we come up with? Reworks of a musical, and I'm going to start with an all-male cast of Little Women.
3: Yeah. What's the pitch? That's all I got. My most famous acting role ever was playing Aunt March in Little Women (laughs) at multiple occasions and multiple venues. You've lived becoming Nancy. (laughs) And that's
0: now a role that's going to be taken up by Meryl Streep, so Meryl and I have that in common. How old were you? 17. Brave enough to get on stage as Aunt March at 17, but I can't get you to ride a bike. Imagine if I had
2: to ride a bike dressed as Aunt March. (laughs) TJ, you got any? Frozen the musical, but global warming is a thing. So. <laughs> her powers don't mean anything. Yeah, right. she
0: just tries to do the hand magic. They're like melts immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those misters. <laughs> That's just her job. She missed people on patios.
2: It's a really dark musical. That's
0: good. Alex, what you got?
4: What if we date cats, but with
3: actual
2: cats <laughs> starring as
3: the cats? I think that exists. It's called YouTube. <laughs> oh, Cats no. of YouTube. Mm. Phantom of the Oprah, a Ooh. musical about a haunting at Harpo Studios in the 90s. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. my God. I would be front row center opening night. I like that.
0: I would love the Irish National Theater, where everyone has red hair, uh-huh. to perform Legally Blonde.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Once, but twice.
3: Twice? <laughs> what happened? Tell
2: me more. This guy is in this club, and he attracts the Irish woman, and they go on a trip together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
3: twice is about? I
2: haven't thought it through yet. Clearly. I got the twice. Stop. I Stop the title?
3: A friend of mine once came up to me. She goes, I have an idea for a story. It's yeah. about a crab, and he has a suitcase. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. uh uh-huh.
4: I was getting a little meta, and I was thinking, what if you have a company that was about to go out of business putting on rent, and we are literally paying their rent Mm -hmm. as (laughs) we are watching this production.
0: Your ticket sales go to keep the show going one more night.
3: Basically. That's good.
0: I like it. (laughs) Okay, Riddler on the Roof. Fiddler recast with the characters from Batman. (laughs) I love that idea. I've got another Fiddler pitch. It's Fiddler on the Roof, but Reb Tevia is a homeless man with no house, and he's just Fiddler in the Park. It's oh, no. a sad <laughs> version of the story. But, I've got a Hamilton one. Yeah. It's a hip-hop Hamilton-style musical, but about Charles Dickens. Of course. I was at a mm. fair this week, and all of a sudden, the beginning of Hamilton could be heard, and it was a bunch of white kids on a stage with a microphone. And I just thought, you're kind of missing the point. <laughs> I was like, as it was intended.
3: <laughs> I got one more. You know how they read it Oklahoma, so it's more current and has uh-huh. some current social yeah. issues? I was thinking the NRA could sponsor the remake of "Andy, Get Your AK-47.
2: <laughs> Lion King, but Lion Queen, is all Beyonce songs. Oh, yeah.
0: oh. That's so the I mean, one. Yeah, That's no, the one. It's West Side Story, but it takes place in Shakespearean England, and instead of the Jets and the Sharks, it's about two warring families. The Capulets and the Montagues? Yeah, exactly. That's brilliant. That's, that's gonna be I a hit. It's-, it's an iambic <laughs> pentameter. Oh, uh-huh. Which yeah. is so hot right now. So yes, hot right now. All the kids are speaking <laughs> in pentameter.
3: Wow. Phantom of the Oprah remains one of my favorite fake musical ideas ever.
1: Can you expound on what you're picturing a little bit for me when you say Phantom of the Oprah?
3: Yes, I imagine 90s Harpo Studios, Oprah's this new ingenue talk show host, and a masked figure appears in her dressing room mirror and helps her... Achieve greatness while haunting the rest of the studio.
1: And I gotta tell you, I love the pitch. I love Oprah <laughs> as an in ingenue. What did they sing in that? Yo, oh ingenue. That's the, all I remember from the soundtrack is somebody singing that. You're welcome, mom, who taught me how to sing. I went to see Phantom of the Opera. At the Fox Theater back when I was like 15. And this was when people still dressed up for theater. So I had bought a new dress. I spent all day doing my hair. And if you know me, then you know that's not really a thing for me because I'm so naturally good looking. But I spent (laughs) the time. I get in the door. I'm up there with my popcorn. The opening has begun. I am entranced by what's happening. And all of a sudden, I feel something soaking wet. All down my back with my long, very curly hair. And this woman right in my ear, so close she's almost touching me, just says, I am so. Sorry.
5: <laughs> she spilled her
1: mega beer all down my back. Not even just like a cup of water. She bought the mother load of all beer cups and then just tipped it forward. And I am drenched in beer. Opening scene, the rest of the movie, oh I am goodness. totally reeking of beer. Fifteen. of the Oprah, what's it going to be? Is it going to be sparkling wine? Is it going to be liquor? I just don't know. But I'd still be willing to watch
3: either way. Speaking of musicals, I also once took my niece, Bella, to see Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella.
1: Oh, that was so sweet.
3: Yeah, it was a really special moment for both of us. We had a lot of fun. I was excited to share that with her. But the version of the play they showed was very different from the version of the play I'd known and seen and been in. After the show, I talked to Bella about it, and then we talked about it on the show. So here's that. George, you got to see a show, right? Yeah, I got to take my niece, Bella, to see Cinderella on stage recently, the Roger Hammerstein. Alex, you and I got a chance to talk about this before we went to see the play, Mm -hmm. because I absolutely loved the Whitney Houston brandy version yes. of this movie and you did too. I'm a big dork with this play because when I was seven I was actually in it and so I thought that was one of the reasons it would be special to take her and then for years I waited for Whitney to make that movie. Mm. She was supposed to make it when she was young enough to be Cinderella but it took so long to make it she oh. became old and had to become the fair godmother. I so, never knew that. Yeah. I like the story. I've seen the play. I've been in the play. I've watched a uh, movie. So I took Bella. We enjoyed it we watched it she thought it was really great and she's never seen musical or theater mm-hmm. like that before she just really enjoyed it she loved the dancing and the costumes but there was a weird twist i was <laughs> not expecting and i interviewed bella afterwards and i thought i'd play for you guys the interview and then we can discuss the twist you yeah. think of it because i do not remember this in any previous version I cannot wait to hear this interview. How old is Bella? Bella is six or eleven or something. I don't know. She okay. lives clear across yeah, town. Somewhere, somewhere in that. the range, yeah. Yeah.
2: fifteen.
3: Yeah, she's yeah. six.
5: <laughs> she can't drive. I know that. Okay. What did you think of the prince? I liked him. Is he seemed nice? Yeah. Did I didn't think any prince will be like that. Oh, so he's a very nice prince. Yeah. At the end of the movie, the prince decided to bring democracy into the kingdom. What did you think about the prince deciding to bring democracy into the kingdom?
2: It sounded good.
5: Yeah, you think it's better to have a prime minister than a principality? Yeah. Who would you have voted for? Would you have voted for the guy who was his assistant or the other man? Who would you have voted for in that election? Um, I will choose the princess. He would have voted for Cinderella in the election? Yeah. Do you think it was a little ridiculous that no woman was nominated in that election? Yeah. Should Cinderella or one of her sisters have been nominated? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd refer to it as a movie because she did, but mm-hmm. knowing that it's a play, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the twist was that the prince found Cinderella. She put on the glass slipper, It fit. They decide they're going to get married. And then he's like, but I'm not going to rule. We should make this a democracy and have elections. And then he nominated the evil assistant that was the bad guy in the whole play. And this other guy who was a soapbox revolutionary, (laughs) the soapbox revolutionary commoner, one prime minister, Mm. he happened to be the love interest of one of the stepsisters. What? At the end of this play, Cinderella is outranked by her stepsister, who's the prime minister's wife. And Cinderella (laughs) is now just an honorary princess figurehead. This is new, right? This did not used to be about democracy.
4: I don't remember the (laughs) lay miz esque (laughs) element crossing over into the, Cinderella's story, that is a new revelation. Although the activist in me is like, yes, give me democracy and Cinderella Mm -hmm. teach these children how to vote.
0: (laughs) I don't remember in the original grim fairy tale (laughs) a call for socialist democracy (laughs) or Mm. an election. Also, I like that you said that Cinderella basically becomes a figurehead effectively. She's not queen or anything like that. I really felt like Bella hit
3: the nail on the head when she's like, I would have voted for Cinderella. And in Cinderella's own play, Mm. neither she nor any other woman was nominated. She was in. Ryan Candid. Yeah. yeah. Um, Or Cinderella. What if Cinderella had wanted to be prime minister? Exactly. She's a feminist, too. You're going to put a twist of democracy. I think it should end with Cinderella being the prime minister, not some yahoo. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Even in our fantastical social commentary rewrite Mm -hmm. of a classic Rogers and Hammerstein tale, we're still not okay with a woman being president. Not even nominated.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's not ridiculous.
0: even considered. Mm-hmm.
3: Even if she's the title character. Do you
0: think Bella got the right message from
3: that? She believes that the moral of the story was to show us what old movies used to look like. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say no. Mm hmm. Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) Though I have to say I'm with you. Why wasn't Cinderella nominated? You say it was Rogers and Hammerstein's. Is that what you were told?
3: Was the music the same? That's what it said on the ticket. It's saying the songs, like, in my own little corner, my own little chair, and Impossible. It was the musical I would remembered, except instead of at the end, the prince picks Cinderella and they live happily ever after, he dismantles his monarchy and creates democracy right so there like, at the end of the third act so they're
1: getting married in the pumpkin thing or whatever and then he just goes on this speech
3: first of all they don't get married in the pumpkin i've
1: directed this um, show that was my artistic <laughs> choice you need to back off
3: of me <laughs> why are they getting married in a coach it wasn't
1: <laughs> a real pumpkin it was a coach shaped like a pumpkin and it was beautiful <laughs>
3: At the end, he finds his bride and then he's like, I don't want to be king. We should have democracy, which is a great thing for a monarch to decide and make happen. And It just usually doesn't happen one minute to the next and is not the normal ending of Cinderella.
1: If I'm Cinderella coming from rags to riches and all of a sudden my beloved tells me right after I get married, I'm throwing away our kingdom. All of our money is going. I'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What if we did a rollout plan of 15 years yeah.
3: I just yeah. realized Meghan Markle oh. thought she was marrying a prince and all the yes. riches of a crown and now has a condo in Toronto.
1: I'm sure that condo is worth more than my entire house.
3: <laughs> it's more than everything you'll ever own in your life.
1: Yep, probably. <laughs> well, I hope that Bella learned a great lesson about democracy and about how feminism still has a long way to
3: go. I do too, and I look forward to taking her to see Frozen on stage at the Fox and <laughs> musical theater returns next year. The next thing I want to play is completely self-serving. It's a combination of a writer's graveyard and audio theater where we produced a scene I had written during the 2016 election that's totally dated and unstageable but makes me laugh. This is called The Nordstrom Return Policy.
0: Hi,
4: welcome to Nordstrom. How can I... Oh, my God. (laughs) You're Hillary Clinton. I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize you. Please. Kimberly,
6: call me Hillary. I'm not here as a presidential candidate. I'm shopping like an everyday
4: American. Okay, then. Wow, Mrs. Uh, (laughs) Hillary. How can I help you? I would like to return this blouse. Absolutely. I can take care of this return for you. Did you say you had your receipt? No, I did not. Oh, that's not a problem. Nordstrom has a very generous return policy. Did you get a receipt when you purchased the blouse? Well, Kimberly,
6: I'm glad you asked that question. I understand it is the policy of the Nordstrom Corporation to provide each customer with a printed summary of the transaction. I have no reason to believe that the sales clerk failed to follow the appropriate protocol.
4: So you do have your receipt?
6: I'm confident that I do. Great! We're making progress. May I see it? I would love to show you the receipt, and I'm sure my lawyers could produce it at any moment, if subpoenaed. No, that won't be necessary.
4: It's okay if you threw it out. I do that all the time. I certainly wouldn't say that I have trashed my receipt. Okay, I understand. I'm a first year law student, so I speak a little (laughs) legalese. You are saying you have your receipt. You just don't have it with you, correct? To the best of my knowledge, that may not be an untrue statement. Maybe we sent you a copy by email. You, mm, you know, never mind. Um, you know what? I can just search the transaction by name. Okay, Mrs. Clinton. Please call me Hillary. I'm approachable. Here you are, Hillary.
6: I see that you purchased this blouse on sale for fifty nine ninety nine. Like everyday Americans, I buy my clothes off the clearance rack. Was there anything wrong with the blouse? I wouldn't say wrong. It's a finely crafted garment made in the United States by a patriotic designer, Mr. Ralph Lauren. Was there a problem with the fit? Well, I
4: cannot speak to the fit of the blouse on every woman. Please! Miss Clinton, I mean, Hillary. Nordstrom is famous for our return policy. We will take back anything. And I do mean anything. Even if it wasn't purchased here. I personally have taken back power tools, douche, and a lawn chair. So could you please just tell me why you are returning this blouse?
6: Well, Kimberly, there could be any number of reasons. Perhaps the size, or the color. Or perhaps because gay Twitter said I looked like R2T2's grandmother. Honestly, I think the American people are more interested in bringing back jobs than my
4: blouse. There's no need to be so cautious. Dome is a safe space. There are no reporters, no deplorables, no one to offend. It's just you, Hillary, and me, Kimberly. Just a couple of gal pals. Sure, my point is, you can be honest with me. Absolutely, I am always honest, to the best of my knowledge. Okay, last question, has the blouse been worn? Remember, there is no wrong answer.
6: I guess that depends on what your definition of worn is.
4: You know what? I'll just write that your opinion of the blouse has evolved.
6: Hmm, it's accurate, non-committal, evadable. I love
4: it. Thank God. I am refunding the full amount onto your American Express black card. Thank you for shopping at Nordstrom, Mrs. Clinton.
6: No, thank you, Kimberly. And please, call me Hillary. I'm relatable. I love it. I really love it.
3: I just imagine that that's exactly what would happen if Hillary Clinton were to have to return a blouse to North I
1: I'm very confident that I could <laughs> produce that document. I'm just dying. I hear it. I'm just rolling. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, I'm not going to answer your question, but I am going to make you feel like I answered your question. And that's not a commentary on Hillary. That's a commentary on almost all politicians. All
2: of us.
3: <laughs> I think one of the funniest ironies about Hillary is how bad of a liar she is.
1: Yeah, she struggles. Like some people, it's like they're very natural. It's easy. It's believable. You know they're lying, and you're like, why do I believe you?
3: She's trying not to lie, she's trying to prevaricate and tiptoe around the truth, and she's so bad at it, you're like, you're lying!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually telling the truth!
3: (laughs) Technically, I'm not, but that's (laughs) infuriating. It's as obnoxious as people who say the word actually. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Or
1: people who say correct when it doesn't make sense. There's somebody I know who I'm always telling him some story like, I was taking my son for a walk the other day and he'll say correct. And I'm like, no, you don't <laughs> think I'm correct. How do you know I was taking him? It's my story. It's not correct. Why are you
0: fact
3: checking me right I'm now? Like, All right.
1: <laughs> You don't know any better than me, bro. I know it's my son.
3: Oh, that would infuriate me. It's uh-huh or nothing. Don't be giving me correct.
1: <laughs> correct. Oh, my gosh.
3: You know, one of my favorite things to do on this show is pick on TJ. Yes. One day, TJ messaged me that he had been thrown out of his doctor's office for annoying other patients in the waiting room.
1: What do you mean, thrown out?
3: They went up to him and said, sir, you're being obnoxious, and we're going to have to ask you to leave. And he didn't get to see the doctor.
1: Whoa. Whoa, (laughs) whoa. That's intense.
3: He messages me this, and I immediately contacted Will and was like, this just happened. We have to put him on the spot on the show.
1: I'm definitely taking that to note for any time I text you. (laughs) Okay, let's get to the clip.
0: TJ, how you (laughs) exist in the world... Is uh, always fascinating to
2: me. Fascinating. Uh, I get that question yes. every day, and so, I ask myself that.
0: So, TJ, I'm sitting at home. I'm on my infamous porch. Right. And I get a text from George that said, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. TJ's been kicked out of the doctor's office. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I totally
2: gossiped there, TJ. <laughs> it was <laughs> like a messy no. What happened? This is so ridiculous, Will. I took a half day off work because I need to go to the doctor's office for it's like a routine checkup. So it's like a nice walk down the street. It's nice. It was a great day. It's sunny. It's a good 69 degrees out.
0: <laughs> really setting yeah. the scene. Yeah. And
2: right. I, I get there and there's at least 50 people in this waiting room. A popular doctor It audience. was wow. insane. That's a lot. A lot of people, I guess, go in October for their yearly checkup.
0: Okay, yeah, before flu season. Yeah. yeah. Makes oh, sense. Yeah.
2: that makes sense. Everyone's hey, getting their flu shot. It's flu season. You're right. <laughs> That's what you're going for. Oh, my, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sign in. I cracked some jokes at the front desk, and then I asked them to charge my phone because it had had died. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how, but I I think I was watching the view on my way there. Um, You were watching the view on your
3: phone Mm -hmm. on the drive to the doctor. No, I walked. walked, On the walk. uh, Yeah, it was nice.
0: Sometimes I do watch it. Even worse, maybe. How did you not get run over? Wait a minute. No watching the view and driving. Please stop that. No. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well. Did you hear that? We'll see. Drive. People watch their GPS. What are they're watching <laughs> it. Yeah, they are. They're seeing if they're going the right way. <laughs> I like to listen to it. I digress. They let you charge your phone? Yeah, they let me charge my phone. I sit down. I look around. Everyone else is on their phone, so I feel kind of out of place. But luckily they have some sort of entertainment playing on tv unfortunately it's tv land out of all channels seriously <laughs> okay. i love tv land. what was on i don't know i think it was like mrs beaver or something mrs like, beaver hey, is I not a show <laughs> like, right. leave it the beaver is that it anyways and yeah. go to the front desk i'm like hey how's my phone doing and he's like still hasn't charged i'm like great and i'm like so how about this tv and he's like i love tv land i'm like okay it's this younger guy it just seemed cooler so
4: i, know I exactly, know. exactly who you're talking thank
2: about. you And everyone's still on their phones, and some character on one of the shows was this maid character, and the milkman came to the door, and (laughs) he's like, oh, hey, would you like to go to this? She turned him down. She rejected him so hard. I was just like, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so you said like, awkward like, out no, loud? Yeah, like, okay. oh, that was awkward. And then she continued to suggest other dates for him. It got more and more awkward. <laughs> I don't think anyone heard me, so I just made commentary to myself. I'm trying to like, play to the room. To like, yourself, but out loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But So, so not then, at all to yourself. <laughs> yeah, to the room, yeah, exactly. am to the room. <laughs>
0: To the room to which he was playing.
2: Exactly. So you're
0: working a room West, yeah. of quiet people waiting for the doctor. All right, what else did you yeah, say? Yeah, and
2: then I was just making commentary the whole show. Like, oh, that's weird. And it's like a current day, present reaction to an old TV show. The front desk was counting and they're like, um, sir, and we're gonna ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and i like, what? what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you're like disturbing everybody. This is working out. Yeah, so you kicked out for comedy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: For being obnoxious. Yeah,
2: I think he did use the word obnoxious. <laughs> I would argue, no, I was being hilarious. I was oh entertaining God. everyone who was bored in that room.
4: Did someone snitch on you?
2: I didn't see anyone go up to the front desk. Everyone <laughs> was making sideward glances like, who yeah. is this guy? Like, yeah. And
3: he just didn't see it. <laughs> I very, like, wish we could interview someone else who was <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there any security yeah. camera footage? If anybody please. listening was in the room when TJ got kicked
2: out of the doctor's office, yeah. email us funniest people at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. So you got kicked out? Yeah, yeah. It was so ridiculous. Everyone else is on their phone. I don't have my phone. You're charging it. Which I had to come back and get, by the way. Which is like, so <laughs> I forgot my phone. It's like going back after a breakup for your things. Yeah. It's awkward. <laughs> Did too. you get charged
3: for the appointment as if you had canceled in less than twenty four hours? Oh, I hope not. They get weird. like an extra fee. Like was obnoxious, <laughs> and the insurance company's like, "Ooh, obnoxious yeah. personality disorders not covered." You oh, still pay for you
2: that. You have to pay for that's that. Pay. Wow, I'm never returning. <laughs> I, I think they're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, T.J. That's quite a story.
1: Oh,
3: holy
0: night. <laughs>
1: It really happened.
0: This is not a radio bit.
1: I'm thinking, how obnoxious were you being for them to be like, sir, please leave? I feel like it takes a lot. To get thrown out of a doctor's office.
3: You have to think so. He makes it sound like he made one comment about the TV show and then they threw him out. Right. He's like,
1: well, I was just quietly under my breath like, oh, that would never happen. I'm like, and they just came up to you and they're like, security, sir, you need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. What are you not telling us right now?
3: Maybe the person at the desk just really loves that show and didn't want TJ insulting it.
1: Maybe that's it. He said Beaver. was it a Leave it to Beaver show.
3: He called it Mrs. Beaver. Yeah, right. But we found out later it was the Andy Griffith show <gasps> when a person who was in the waiting room called us to tell us her version of the story of what happened. No way. Yeah, it's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. TJ told a story about how he got in trouble at the doctor's office. We have tracked down a woman named Laura Wooten, oh my who gosh. has agreed to come on the show and tell us about her experience that day with TJ at the doctor's office.
2: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know He's... nothing, Laura. <laughs> hey, Laura. How are you?
7: Hello. I'm fine. Hello. Is that George?
2: And this is Will. We
0: understand no. you were there when TJ got kicked out of the doctor's office. So embarrassing.
7: Yes, that's the young man's name,
0: T? Yeah, his name is yes. TJ, the obnoxious young man. <laughs> if you can walk us through it a little bit. You were sitting there reading People magazine, something like that. Well, I was on my phone
7: on like Instagram, I think, or something. So was everybody else. Like, the little boy came in. I oh, guess he's like what? 17 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Thank uh, you. Is
7: that not right? I'm, I'm thinking that's a compliment.
0: He's a little bit older than that. Yeah.
7: Oh, a okay. Little. Well, he came in and... He seemed agitated about something. And uh-huh. I don't know. He was talking about death first. And then he sat pretty near me, about three seats away, I'd guess. And um, Andy Griffith was on TV, and he started talking to the TV, <laughs> to- making fun of it a little bit, and talking about... Something hurt, which I guess was why he was at the doctor's office, and then.
0: Oh, um, something was hurt, TJ? And then.
7: Well, I don't want to go into it. I looked up at one point, I remember, because he's was kind of loud, and I was like, who is he was just talking to? Him. I think he was alone, so he was just talking to himself. And then, I, was, I, I thought, maybe he's disturbed,
0: or. I know. Maybe he's, maybe. Oh.
7: Going to, um, going to the doctor for so I just kind of tried to ignore it and then uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, he look just away kept
7: talking. and Then he got kicked out. They asked him to leave.
5: Rude, which
7: is like also a little confusing because I think doctors should want to help people. Like that, <laughs>
5: yeah, but you think
0: he was asked to leave? That's what I remember. The moment he got thrown out, was that really uncomfortable for you and everyone else in the room?
7: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I felt kind of unsafe. I didn't know if he was going to fully lose it.
0: TJ, it sounds like people thought you were having an episode. Yeah, I wouldn't say an episode. I think he's having one right now.
7: Is he he there?
0: He is here in the studio right now. Is he
7: doing better?
0: TJ, are you doing better? A little. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. He says a little, but you can see he still reeks of the shame. I don't know. He's, like, he's just bringing it all back uh, no, to me right now. Wow. So I'm like
2: reliving through the trauma. But, but
7: what happened to him after he left? You Actually, after? he came back.
2: <laughs> oh, she
7: says another, another came, weird thing. He so came he back? left, and then he came back, and I thought, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: know, you came and, back? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I wouldn't have a word. He talked to the front
7: desk, and then he left again. And yes, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. I did. I felt Real scared the rest of the time, like, <laughs> what is going to happen with this little boy?
2: <laughs> Again, boy, What? <laughs> what is this word? I
0: want to know about Andy Griffith. Do you recall anything that he said or what was happening in the episode? Was Not everybody... Mrs.
3: Beaver, as TJ said it
7: yeah. was. Okay, long. no, it was Andy Griffith. I know. <laughs> okay.
0: Definitely I 100% Andy Griffith.
7: Yeah, for sure. It
0: was. <laughs> no, I disagree. I guess he was making comments at the TV show or something.
7: I wasn't paying attention at first, but something was happening in the episode where somebody was asking somebody out or something. The young lady didn't want to go out with him. And so he was saying kind of raunchy things like, oh, he doesn't want none of that or something. I guess talking about sexual stuff. I don't know. It was, weird.
2: <laughs> they were. I was
0: very weird
7: the whole time. I'm glad he's doing better,
0: though. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. We're glad you called and gave us a first-hand account. I want to know, did he do anything else weird? (laughs) So hot in here.
7: Like I said, he seemed disturbed, so he was kind of twitchy and couldn't sit still, vibrating in his seat,
5: really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Were there other people in the room besides you? Did other people notice?
7: That's the thing. I think everyone was just trying to be polite. You know, this is the South, and that's how we do here. But <laughs> like, everyone just kind of kept making weird, uncomfortable faces that I saw. Mostly I, you know, oh, no. I really just tried to polite and ignore it. And even though I felt uncomfortable, I knew the doctors would, they were there probably to help him. So <laughs> I just tried, to, just tried to ignore it, really.
0: Wow. Wow, well, this is really a great first-hand account, because we never know what he's up to when he's not here in the studio. Our imagination's one wild. This proves that he's typically up to no good, just making the world a crazier place. Well, maybe
7: he should have a caretaker or something.
3: Alex, you should do that. You should be TJ's 24-7 caretaker.
4: I don't have the time or the patience.
3: We'll have fun. We'd have fun.
4: We'd have a lot of fun. I'd bring a lot of snacks. Yeah. I don't know Alexandria, but
7: yes, if she's a medical professional.
0: professional.
3: <laughs> TJ doesn't need a babysitter. He needs a medical professional.
0: Well, we want to thank you for calling.
7: You tell that little boy I'll be praying for him. <laughs> thank
3: you.
0: Thank, thank you, yeah. Laura. Well, thank you, Laura. We really appreciate your calling. We'll pass along your message.
7: Yes, sir. Y'all have a blessed day.
0: You do the same. Bye, Take Laura. care. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>
2: right. uh, oh my God, uh, TJ. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling after that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh no, it's like it's gotten very warm in here. All the time. Uh, yeah, he okay. started like so stripping hot. halfway
0: through
3: that woman's call. Right, I was It was
2: too thick. But to look at the bright side bright
0: side. You look 17. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right? You, you're well, a, a young boy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I mean, I, I, is great. I want to get carded every time I go to pick up lotto tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I love when <laughs> she called him disturbed. I know. <laughs> that she said it a lot.
3: Like, That's a very specific word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy cow. Oh, TJ. Oh, wow.
1: DJ. I mean...
3: The offer still stands. If anybody sees TJ making a scene anywhere, please contact us. We'd love to have you on the show. If anybody ever sees him riding a scooter or right. at a bar trying to steal fries from people. Oh, man. <laughs> if you
1: see TJ in public, we want to know about it. What yes, was the yes. experience
3: like? Please tell us. It'll be like, where in the world is TJ? Tell us what you saw. (laughs) That is our new segment, Where
1: in the World is TJ, where you guys are out there spying on him and giving (laughs) us all the dirt. So don't let us down, America. Get it to us. (laughs) But also don't stalk him or be creepy about it.
3: Or at least don't tell him that we told you. Luckily, he never listens to the show, so he won't know about this.
1: Don't contact him in any way. Just contact <laughs> us.
3: <laughs> Send videos to know at gmail.com. You still cool with being on the team, you know, with TJ and all?
1: I love TJ. I actually feel sorry for him. I'm listening to everybody laughing, and I was just (laughs) like, this is not fair. They should (laughs) not have kicked TJ out like that. They embarrassed my friend, and for what? Not knowing what to say to the Andy Griffith show or whatever. I do have to say I love that show. I know that makes me sound like, well, I don't know, but... I hear that theme song and it's nostalgic for me. So for TJ to hate on it hurts a little, but really kicking him out for that. I've seen him do way worse.
3: (laughs) That's that's really great that you're on team TJ because it becomes kind of a pile on. So I'm sure he'll appreciate when you're there to stick up for him when everyone else is like, you're being ridiculous. (laughs) I haven't laughed about something that hard in a long time.
1: And on that note,
3: (laughs) this has been another episode of the funniest people I know. Thank you so much, Abigail, for joining me again today. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please review, like, subscribe, share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now we're on Audible. You can email us at know at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeople. We'll be off again next week, but check in for another Best Of episode. Have a hilarious week. Bye.
6: Bye.